welcome to episode 8 everyone. I'm glad that you can join me here today on Eat, Meditate, Live. And I'm sorry I'm about like a day late from releasing this um, episode. Only because um, this week has been very busy for me. I had to work 4 days in a row since I came back from vacation in Europe. But guess what? I'm here and I welcome you all to another episode of my podcast. Um, it's been, what, uh, five days since I got back from my nearly two-week-long vacation in Europe. And boy, that was a really pretty long vacation. I mean, think about it. 13 days is really not that long, right? But if, been, you know, if you've been like me running around Europe for 13 days, that can actually feel really long. I was, um, um, I don't know if I mentioned, but on day three of being Italy, day three of the vacation, I was already like, you know, not really tired, but I was already craving the comfort of home. But I um, managed to survive that. And, you know, you just like plow through the trip and just make the most out of it. But part of that, you know, thing that I miss being out in Europe for um, 13 days was the food. And I told my husband, John, day three, that I'm already sick and tired of eating pasta. But you know what? At the end of the day, you have to get it through or, you know, make the most out of it like I said and just like enjoy it but yeah for those who don't know um who are just listening into the podcast this episode I went to Italy uh two weeks or nearly three weeks ago um I also went to France did a couple nights in Switzerland and then I also went to Malta which was not something that I really planned but I really enjoyed you know going and visiting um i met a friends uh i met a few friends um in france to ski and also met a few like a friend to you know who came with me to visit southern italy then i went to malta alone which was like i said really great it was a wonderful experience even though i traveled by myself which i'm pretty much you know comfortable doing um after all these years um So yeah, being out on vacation for 13 days, that meant for me like a lot of flights and even more, you know, a lot more train rides. I can't even count the number of train rides that I had to do um, during that trip that I came back to California. Um, When did I fly in? Tuesday. My wrist was really sore. My right arm was really sore because I had to lug my luggage from, you know, trains and airplanes and one of those luggages was really like huge and big that I actually had to wear like some sort of a splint like a makeshift splint for I believe two days at work because I couldn't easily move my right wrist but yeah that was a lot of like you know train rides and you know um plane rides that I had to do uh, the longest train ride was about five hours between Milan and Geneva. There were also like tons of hotels, um, hotel stays besides the Airbnb, which we had to do in France. But thankfully, um, that part was taken care of by, by, you know, friends that I know from the East Coast who invited us to join them. But otherwise, yeah, th- there was a lot of planning that was involved. In the end, you know, money was spent 
a lot of money and of course I'm still gonna pay for some of the credit card bills and you know it, it like I said it money was spent that it even meant more money because for a good duration of that trip my daughter joined me and you know when she's with her mama she thinks that her mama is a world bank ha so on that note I decided to come up with um a topic for today's podcast I actually mentioned this last week and I want to focus on tips for traveling and how to make traveling possible on a limited budget and um, you know some of these tips you might already know but there are also some tips that I also just found out for myself that is probably worth sharing to all of you who wonder how you can make these trips possible or how I made my trip possible Um, because you know I'm you know I I don't make a lot I I make decent money but of course you know when you're traveling you spend a lot more than you actually should so this is what this episode is about this week so I'll talk about that in a few when I come back let me just take a quick breather and we'll talk about the topic here on eat meditate live so as i said and mentioned earlier we will be talking about like tips for traveling for those who are budget conscious and those who have limited budget like me um you know traveling and how you can make that uh, trip happen um, you know I, I'm not like you know a lot of people that I know who have traveled to like almost every corner of the world but in a way I have you know I, I still believe I've traveled well enough to be able to talk about my intended topic for today which is like traveling and making travel happen on a budget or you know how to maneuver the financial aspect of traveling um, through my experiences traveling to many different parts of the country um, I have to admit though that a lot of my travels are um, in Europe because that is actually one of my uh, favorite um, destination uh, more than Asia although I hope to go to Asia more as soon as I've like you know covered a lot of the places that I want to go to in Europe and want to visit again but I'm gonna talk about you know the tips I learned from traveling in Europe and I'm gonna share that with you here Um, you know I, I love Europe because of many many reasons and of course I love the food and I love the the architecture there and then also thing that I love about Europe I think this is like number three on my top reasons is that going to Europe you can actually check off many places on your bucket list um, because a lot of the places are just right next to each other like you know um, you can check off a lot of like the, the places the cities or countries that are in close proximity to another like this trip alone that I did um, that I came back from five days ago or six days ago it's been I knocked out 
、uh, three places that I have not been to. Milan is one of them.、Um, and then there's the region of、uh, Bari in southern Italy. And then Malta. Although I have been to Italy in the past, but definitely, you know, Milan is somewhere I haven't been to, and southern Italy. I've been to Rome in the past, and I believe Cormayor is part of Italy, so I've been to that place as well.、Um, I have also been, just worth to mention, I've been to countries like Estonia. Uh, the Czech Republic, Northern Ireland, many others, all because I managed to cover them in one vacation. And again, this takes me back to the reason why I love you know, going to trips in Europe. And having been to these places, I'm sorry, you can probably hear some noise of like some rambling of car engine because I am actually recording this in a parking lot right now at work. During my lunch break. But yeah, like I said, like having been, having been to these places, like You know, many people think and say, like, oh, she probably has tons of money. Like, no, totally not true. And especially not true when I,、uh, you know, when I traveled and when I still live in the East Coast. Although I must say that living in the East Coast back then makes traveling to Europe and the UK a lot less tedious because, you know, you don't have to add another five hours like I do now, like, because I live in California. So, all you like East Coasters, take that opportunity while you have it to travel and really like to make the most out of you know, your close proximity. If Europe is your thing, go make it happen. Don't, I mean, I know you should think about money, but money should not like negate that for you. There's always a way around it. And like I said, I'm here to share some of those tips. Um, but yeah, so going back, no, I do not have tons of money. I just work, and thankfully, I only work three days a week now. And that makes like makes it easier to stack my days at work, and I do not have to use PTO time. And as far as money,、um, here where I'm going to give some tips again about traveling to Europe and the UK, and this is all based on my experience. First of all, book your flights ahead. Okay, here is where I say I don't like, don't be like me because I'm not pretty good at it. But I'm telling you that now, and you probably know this it is best to book your flights ahead.、Um, me personally, I have this habit of like booking my flights close to the dates, but at least, you know, the, the flight, you know, it, it's, it's, it's hard for me sometimes because, like, I, I'm a bit of like a procrastinator and、um, and it, it makes it hard. But, you know, I, I've learned my lessons over you know, the course of years to not do that.、Um, that's why this vacation, I gave myself a pat on the shoulder because I did book earlier and managed to snag a flight to Milan for under $500, which to me is a great deal because. If you're coming from California, that's a lot of like airspace time, right? Like you're flying five hours from California to the East Coast,、uh, particularly Newark, where I had my layover. And then that's another seven or eight hours going to Italy or to Milan for this flight. So to get it for like, 100,、uh, like under $500, you know, was I think worth the money I paid for. And, you, and I'm pretty sure if I had looked much, much sooner, I would have like, You know, paid a lot less or maybe a little less than that. 
but I think under 500 is good enough for me for a flight that came from California to Milan and also I don't know about you but I still believe prices of flights are better at the start of the week um, Monday to Tuesdays I notice are my days um, to find flights personally I just found that you know there's definitely so much better I think that's when the new prices come out so you it's I would advise you when you're looking for flights to try that route and maybe you know you can find cheaper deals definitely notice a big difference when I try to look for flights like Thursdays Fridays Saturdays Sundays they're definitely more expensive um, so the question is once you have your flight to Europe or the UK do you also include your flight to other places that you want to go to at the same time meaning do you book it from the US say if if you're already in Europe do you book a flight if you want like if you're flying in to Italy and if you decided or want to go to say London or Ireland or France or you know what else Poland do you book it ahead from the US I don't have this I don't have the science to back this but I found that booking it from the EU or booking it directly through the airline and not necessarily at the same time you know is actually cheaper once I'm already meaning like if I'm already in you know in Europe and I book it from there or sometimes even like when I'm still here and I book it through like the airline directly I find it you know it's that is actually cheaper it's probably owing to the fact that you know you do not use conduits in in booking these tickets and booking it directly from the airline once you're in Europe is also a good way to do it when you do not have yet have the budget for the for the trip um, you know because you know you buy say you buy ticket for tickets for like $500 right for your outgoing and incoming trip to Europe and then back you already spent 500 and you're like oh my god I'm already paying this much money for just this trip and you know my trip is still like three months out or two months out and do I really want to spend like another say $300 on a side trip to Malta um, yeah you can actually book it while you're there and book it directly from the airlines again once you're close to the flight or when you're actually already in Europe is a good way to do it when you do not have yet the budget for the side trip like you can work for those for that money that you're gonna spend on that side trip instead like the flight you can probably like work overtime and then have that money to pay for that flight to say Malta or Greece from say you're in Italy or whatnot besides this is also an option if um, like booking it when you're already in Europe is also a good option if say you fly to a place say example M Milan right and find out that you actually don't like the place you, that you're not enjoying that you know itinerary that you you know you, you set yourself up for um, and then you can just like you know decide right there like I said, an example of this is when I went to Milan, when I got there, I realized that I didn't actually enjoy Milan as much. I mean, yeah, there were good things to see and good food to eat, but the place was just not my thing. It was like so packed with tourists and it was just like way too city for me. 
so thankfully like I decided on uh, the other side trip that I was gonna do and I you know booked it while I was already in in Italy so pretty much what you can actually do is go and Google and then Google map of Europe like I do if you don't have any specific country or city or place in mind to go to as a side trip that's what I suggest you do you actually go and Google and Google map of Europe I do that what I do and then I like I look at the city where I'm at or where I'm flying to and then I look at the neighboring countries or cities or they may not be neighboring cities or countries at all I did this when I was I visited my friend um, the second time in Belfast in, in Northern Ireland um, when was that 2017 or 2018 2018 and then while I was there we decided that we were gonna go to Amsterdam and then when I was in Amsterdam I realized I wasn't re I wasn't yet ready to go back to Belfast after being in Amsterdam for I believe two nights so I looked at the European map and saw that I actually wanted to go to the Czech Republic and so I went and booked a flight while I was in Amsterdam so yeah it's really that easy when you're there I it's it's crazy how much easier it is to plan to do side trips when you're in Europe and you want to go to other places in Europe or the UK so going back to booking the flights the reason why I said I prefer booking when I am in the EU already is because you know a lot of the smaller um, regional airlines in Europe and the UK do not show up easily when you are searching here in the US um, Ryanair doesn't easily show up from my experience EasyJet doesn't easily show up from my experience like like I said um, EasyJet and you know um, like EasyJet right for example Ryanair and Wiz they're among the airlines that have been you know that have benefited from the airline industry in Europe um, from the deregularization and I read that because of the dere deregulation I should say um, and I've read that because of this deregulation many airlines were able to actually operate um, be out in the market with more flights and operate on a budget while providing you know affordable means to fly within the European Union and the UK so when I tell you it's cheap I really mean cheap like I found a flight from Milan to Malta and just so you know Malta is close enough to Africa that way you'll have a perspective of like how cheap the flight is this flight from Milan to Malta was only 39 euros like round trip and then when I was on a train one guy I was with said he was coming from Northern Ireland and flew to Milan and was on his way back to Northern Ireland and he found his flight for I believe he said 20 euro 20 something euros I mean that's really cheap right so that's one way of like making your trip possible and you know working around budget when you're thinking about flying within Europe and you know checking off cities or countries in on your in your bucket list and then there are trains again the beauty of being in Europe if you don't already know is that the countries are almost not separated by water this means you can take the train from Porto in Portugal to Krakow in Poland 
but of course that will be too far but you know it's doable but I think you you, you picture what I'm saying right like it, they're just right next to each other and trains as I know from friends also are a way you know that they save money on during their trips like what my other friends have done which I honestly haven't done yet myself um, is actually you know and this is because I want an actual bed at night is that they get on a train to say travel from Paris to Barcelona and just sleep in the train because yes that is technically another you know hotel accommodation that you can save on so that is another thing that you can you know strategy for you to be able to save money during your trip also another practical tip and one that I didn't know I can do until my last trip is that when you book like say I because I use hotels.com and Expedia but which I found out are actually just same company um, or when you buy tickets on for example Ryanair you can actually use PayPal as a mode of payment and PayPal actually gives you for like you know it, it gives you that what they call pay in for offer what this means is that you can actually break up the payments in four installments without any interest so if you don't want to rack up on your credit card bills you can break up the payments in four without any interest and and you pay it up every two weeks and that works well for me because I get paid every two weeks so it works out and it's interest-free um, you know I I honestly use this for some of the flights and hotels that I use during the trip because like hey why not right like I know my husband John he disagrees with this because to him why have that burden of having to pay for those bills but I personally have a different mindset about this and that is hey the payment is automatically set up and I don't have to worry about letting go of any cash right now right now and or you know I don't have to worry about credit card bills piling up um, by setting it up that way like just break it up in four pay a quarter of a payment now and you know every two weeks it just automatically deducts from my my bank account so that's you know a way for me to you know like save money right now and then you know make the trip possible and not have to rack up in credit card bills or you know take money out of my bank account immediately and lump sum so if you're like me that's the way to be able to handle the financial aspect of traveling without breaking the bank like and that's one of the best things I learned during my recent trip hmm and then what else oh yeah a little tip about food and you probably already know this when you're around areas near tourist spots those are not the ideal places to look for food or good eats and you know cheaper foods I found out that if you want cheaper food when you're around those tourist spots it is always best to Yelp and by the way Yelp is not present in all the countries the last time I went to Estonia and that was like I think quite a while they didn't have Yelp but yeah you can anyway going back yeah the best thing is to Yelp for restaurants that are actually outside the perimeters of those tourist spots like say a three block radius or four block radius just you know walk around and 
you know, say you're going to Paris and you're going to the Notre Dame and then or the Duomo Cathedral or the London Eye, you know, look around like three, four, five block radius around those areas. And at the same time, you know, you can hit like watching different areas around that air, you know, that place at the same time by walking, taking a bit of a walk to find the cheaper food. So yeah, there you'll you'll find you know good food to eat in these places um, that are not you know tourist traps. And speaking of tourist traps, one the other thing that I've been pretty you become pretty good at is actually asking. Um, because I have friends who are from all over the world. I have friends from Italy. I mean, a lot of you probably also do, but like. I'm I'm in touch with a lot of my friends from you know from other countries so I've been pretty good at like asking them like a, the question of where do locals eat when they eat out because I realize that not only it makes it cheaper for you who are traveling when you ask where the locals eat because of course they keep the 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 prices lower lo- lower for these locals to be able to afford it but also, of course, you, you know, you, you, you eat what is authentic. Um, like you eat authentic food and what the actual, the locals actually expect when they go eat out, right? And that really makes sense. Um, you know, that's a big plus, like having a more authentic food than that, what they serve in these tourist traps like these tourist traps they often serve food that you know are what people who are visiting expect to eat when they come to a place like the cliche foods which shouldn't be like you should be able to eat more of authentic food for the for lesser cost you know i that's just my thought and i've surely benefited from like asking locals where they eat when they go out they're cheaper and they're better quality. And yeah, lastly, I want to talk about taxi or Uber service. Um, you know, when when you're... One of the things that I learned is that, especially from my trip to Malta, um, before I left, I before I arrived, I asked like um, the hotel service to provide me a whole you know taxi service to pick me up from the airport airport and it wasn't really that crazy expensive but and I so I took it anyway I took advantage of that and had them pick me up for 25 euros I mean it wasn't so bad considering it's an airport pickup at like 1 a.m because if you heard my last podcast I actually got stuck at the airport for an hour um 25 euros wasn't so bad but then one of the things that I realized also is that you can save money by um, so you're having a tour the next day or something when somebody picks you up or if you manage to talk to like an uber guy actually talk to them strike a conversation with them it makes them feel appreciated and at the same time it will actually help you save money if you talk to them and ask for their number directly and ask them if they can take you to a specific place that you want to go to or if you want them to pick you up and take you to the hotel on the day of your flight or to the train station on the day of your flight and you don't want to take the train. Um, and often you cut through 
you know, the third party that provides you services, like you cut through, like you bypass Uber because we all know that Uber takes a huge percentage or takes a percentage of the money that these drivers earn. So you pretty much like hitting two birds with one stone by first, like you're giving this driver the money that he deserves. And then second, you make it actually cheaper for themselves, like for yourself, because often they would give you a price that that's lower than what, you know, what you would have paid if you took Uber and used this driver. And I learned that even with the local trip that I like local travel that I did, I had um, a driver pick me up from the airport and here in San Francisco. And then I needed him for something else. And I cut, I, I befriended him and actually asked him to pick me up. Um, no, it was on, it was the other way. He dropped me off in San Francisco. And then I told him like, Hey, do you think on this day you can pick me up and I'll just text you directly so that I don't have to go through Uber and you know, I can, um, pay you. And then he actually charged me lesser. So it actually worked out. So you can employ the same strategy when you're, um, outside the country, not just in Europe, but all over. And I, I also have to mention though, that in Europe, there are trains, like there are trains and almost like, no, I shouldn't say almost, but in a lot of the cities, big cities, there are trains and within Europe, there are trains. Uh, even Italy has the like Italian pass where you can go to different cities and only pay this much if you use it within this like number of days or weeks like it's a pass that you can buy for cheaper so you don't have to pay every time you say go to Milan and then go to Venice and go to like um, Positano or like Bari or Lecce or whatever but you get my story so there are trains also all over so yeah so there you have it i know today's podcast is kind of short guys i'm sorry but i just thought that this was something that i wanted to share with you and i hope you you know picked up some ideas on how to make um your planned trip happen uh you know it's 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 you know it I, I'm hoping I'm like losing my train of thought here, but you know, it's, it, it helps check off things on your bucket list. It, I, I hope like I've shared some input and like tips with you guys so that you can make your trip possible and also, you know, save up on your money and make things possible without, you know, incurring expenses right here and right now. So yeah those tips and i hope they were helpful and i hope soon you can make that trip possible and not have to let budget you know constrain you or keep you from traveling and making your dreams and goals of traveling happen there are ways around it and if you you know again if you listen to this podcast i hope you did get some tips to make those things and dreams come true of uh, traveling so thank you very much for being with me this week and i hope to see you again next week here on a eat meditate live and it's me cat b bye bye